Hello, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I am Tim. I'm Willie. Willie, how's it going? It's going, man. It's going. Just uh, living life, you know. Um, we're mid-February now, so we are... I mean, it's been a pretty tame winter so far, all in all, I would say. Although tonight... Got Except a little for bit... me. I'm knocking shit over behind oh, me. Oh, it's what, okay. What was that? Was it important? No. Um... Tonight was icy, though. A little icy here. Yep. You were saying it was pretty gnarly. Um, But uh, pretty tame winter overall, but you always get the winter blues around this time where you're like, can we just move on? Well, we just got that tea. We got that, that, like, Michigan tease of spring. Yeah. And I was getting all excited because, like, spring training is starting this week for baseball down in Florida. I'm like, here we go. Spring's right around the corner. And then we get hit with this. Yeah. It has been a pretty breezy winter, though. In terms of, like, it hasn't been yeah. that rough. Right. So I guess I shouldn't be too upset. I mean, I think I've only busted out the snowblower, like, once. Uh, yeah, I, there was we got hit with that one big, like, belt. That was and the one then, that yeah. I, yeah. Yep. Which is funny, because they didn't claim it was going to be that bad, and then, like, the storm before that, they said it was going to be, like, a generational storm, and it wound up being, like, an inch and a half. So I always love that. <laughs> what, uh, what have you been up to, man? So... You prompted me this. So earlier in the day, you sent in the group message that we were in. You sent a video that is I for did. a professional wrestler and impact wrestling. Who I'm, I'm aware of his work, and he has one of the catchiest entrances music. Entrances. Joe Henry. His name is Joe Henry, and I'm not going to sing the song because no, nope, you can seek it out if you wish. It's yeah, it's I believe in Joe Henry. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say it because now it's stuck now in my it's head. Over. Yeah. It is what they call an earworm. Right, it is now. His gimmick is that he's like a Tony Robbins esque, like self help guy. Isn't isn't that what his thing is? A little bit. He's more just like I think he's more just like kind of like a like a very viral, like very happy, like okay. And, and the the crowd gets very into his music. I'd imagine so. Yes, yeah. but I don't. I can't listen to it because it gets stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Now, I have for the last week or two, I have had. Three things like stuck in my head. Yes, I'm very tired right now, and when I get mm. tired, I get things like songs stuck in my head, and they just play they over just and over as I'm going to sleep. Is it the full song or just bits? It's only the freaking chorus, which yeah, is the worst. That sucks. Dude. So actually, I've had both, but I've been on an emo kick lately. See, I like this. This is and, I, and we were you you brought this up just before we started recording. So let's save it for the show because I feel like this is you know um, you got a lot going on in life right now, Tim. Yeah. You've got a you got a little one on the way. Yeah, you're probably getting mentally trying to mentally prep as much as you can for that. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, you're probably not having the best sleep in the world. Um, lots of stress, lots of anxieties, but lots of excitement. I'm sure. Right. Um, as well. But uh, I I just want I I wanted to say that this emo thing makes sense to me because I feel like when you're going through those those times in your life where you are. Uh, there's a lot going on and you're feeling very overwhelmed maybe by certain aspects of life that uh, I feel like like you get like you get into weird shit. Not that I'm, saying, I'm not saying emo, emo music is weird. I'm just saying like you oh, get into stuff that's unusual for you. I was going to say it's weird for me and it's not like I dislike a lot of these mm-hmm. bands. It's just like I was never a big emo guy. Like right. a lot of I like a lot of pop rock, but I've always been more I've always been more drawn to like 90s alternative pop rock. Like, right. Yeah. So right. so like some of these bands were I was not like super into them when they were around because these a lot of these bands were like big when I was in college and yeah. yeah so what are we talking about here what are we what kind of bands are we so <laughs> um, 
like I there's an like it's basically just on my YouTube music. Like oh, right yeah. now, it's basically just if I go on there, it's the two bands <laughs> that are stuck in my head right now are Fallout Boy and Paramore, and it's mm. because they both have new music out, and I like I like really like both of their like. Like uh, the new Paramore album is really good. I'm not like a big Paramore fan, but the, I really it, liked that first album. So that I was big. yeah, that's the one with Misery Riot, business on it, yeah. right? So that song gets stuck in my head. Yeah, it was big their new that. single gets stuck in my head. It goes on a loop. But the freaking Fallout Boy, the new Fallout Boy song, yeah. is uh, I think it's called like Love Love from the Other Side of the Apocalypse. Okay, and it's like it's a Fallout Boy song. It sounds exactly yeah. like ninety percent of it's the other Fallout Boy songs. But it's so fr- like, and I think you're right. I think it's because I'm tired too. Like it just gets lodged yeah, in there like in grains <laughs> and like and like i hear it and i'm like oh i've got to listen to it too like i so. I, I liked both of those bands but know, i've always back when they were yeah i've always liked afi i've got a lot of afi on there um yeah not so much like I, i've never been a huge dashboard guy anyway but like that'll no probably, dashboard um who's the other one say anything um yeah will pop up every once in a while i always Man. listen to them um you ever listen to any uh my chemical romance MCR, so that's another one. So MCR is weird for me because, like, I'm not a huge fan, but I, like, really love their singles. Like, the singles are Helena really good. Yeah. and, um, yeah. uh, what's the other one? I'm, oh, the Welcome to the Black Parade, of course, but there's one other one I'm thinking of, too. Have you listened to their the album before? N- Helena, the, 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 probably not Helena all album? the way through. Like I said, I'm more of, like, with them, it's, like, if it pops up. Okay. It, depending on the song, I'll definitely. You may actually it. like the first album because it's a little bit more, like, there's some like thrashy stuff in there. Okay. Yeah, it's a little it's a little like more punk. Like right. punk punk than yeah. So I might like it. Was were you a big game out guy? No, you're yeah. <laughs> like I, I wasn't I read an article, it seems to be having a moment now. It seems to be having which kind of makes well, sense. The with, emo kids are getting to that age where it's nostalgic yeah. now. Well, emo kids are getting to that age, and I think like it's kind of a music that I could see a lot of Gen Z gravitating to sure. as well. So, Why not? Anyway. Um yeah, I mean, I like I wasn't an emo guy, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't present myself it, it, with the, the, the whatever the emo look was. You know what I mean? Um, but I listened to that music, lots of screamo and emo stuff. Okay, lots of it. I went to like four thousand shows back then. Oh yeah. Oh, I went to all the concerts. <laughs> Fallout Boy, I've seen twice. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. I've never seen Paramore. That's one I never saw. Yeah. But I've seen, you know, I've seen My Comic Romance. I've seen The Used. I've seen, um, oh, man. Uh, um, let me let me start God, naming. Rise right. Against. Uh, well, have you ever seen Good uh, Good Charlotte or anything? Emo. I have seen Good Charlotte. You have seen Good Charlotte? They're, I don't, they're like pop. Oh, Death Cab. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen Death Cab. Death Cab's like traditional emo, like not hard yeah. emo, like traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I like Death Cab, though. Um. Gosh, who else? Um, senses fail. Seen senses fail. Red, uh, uh, red jumpsuit apparatus. Seen them. <laughs> seen them. Jimmy Eat World. I've not seen Jimmy Eat World. There's one I haven't seen. Uh, saves the day. No, I have seen Jimmy Eat World. Have you seen Jimmy Eat World? I have. Okay. I take it back. They played with uh, My Chemical Romance, I think, the time I saw. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What was the other one you said? Saves the day. Seen them. Get up, kids. Uh, I don't think so. Taking Back Sunday? Did you yes. say them? Okay. <laughs> Atreyu. I've seen Atreyu. There's one other one I was thinking of, but I can't remember. They've got like a really long name, and I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. I've seen um, Silverstein like 4,000 Silverstein. 4, times. Oh, my God. I've seen that band like six times. <laughs> um, I've met the singer like three. Um, 
Hawthorne Heights. Hawthorne Heights, yeah. Remember yeah. Hawthorne Heights? Um, Funeral for a Friend. That was what I was Love thinking Love Funeral of. for a Friend. That band is like really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of I just of made a, I'm not going to, I'll explain the joke to you off air because I'm not going to explain Panic it. Panic at the Disco? I just made a funeral for a Fred joke to our buddy Danny the other night. I'll tell you off air. Okay. It's really not that good. The <laughs> band or the Elton John song? Oh, uh, no, the band. It was like, and it ties into the joke I was making. Okay. <laughs> it was, right, it well, was CM Punk related. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of those bands. I used to go to a ton of those shows. It was a good time. Yep. Anyway, so I, that was fun. I just, I had to, the, that felt like it was going to be a fun conversation. And I want to make sure our listeners could be a part of it. So I'm not a big 30 I, seconds to Mars. I, you can't get me into 30 seconds to Mars. I have not seen 30 seconds to Mars. I can tell you that. <laughs> I have not seen them. Seosin saw them. Um, God, I saw a lot of those bands. Wikipedia's got Bring Me the Horizon. On seen them. There. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of Vertical Horizon. Sorry, Bring Me the Horizon. Is, yeah, 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 I know. Bring Me the Horizon. Sorry, I got, I got confused. What's up with Vertical Horizon? I know. Like, She's everything you want. Never seen them. <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold. They aren't screamo or emo, but I've seen them. They're from that era, though. And you will know us by the Trail of Dead? Did not see them. Good to what now we're just listing out. Alkali- Alkaline Trio? I've seen Alkaline Trio. Did um, we name all American Rejects? I can't remember. I have seen them. Not, those ones are that's kind of a different beast. I feel like. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of those those bands. You know, there's only one band left on my. To when, see? I, when, when I say my bucket list, this is a good uh, um, idea. Actually, like, I tell you, what, there's two bands. Um, and when I say bucket list, I mean these are bands that like I can still see. Like there, there are there are people that I wish I could have seen before they passed or they stopped playing. Like somehow I never saw Tom Petty, and right. Tom Petty's one of my favorite all time favorite. And and like it's weird because the guy played like every year in Detroit, and I, somehow I managed to miss it every time. I don't know, it's a bummer. Yeah, but um, uh, I was that way. Like I had uh, is is that what they refer to as FOMO when like yeah like, I uh, when I was watching that Elton John his final concert. Yeah, like, I wish at I Dodger Stadium, it. I was yeah. like, "Fuck!" He was in Detroit. Like, I would have loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know you always wanted to see the Prince, which didn't work out. Prince, yep. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, anyway, Prince, not the Prince, not the Prince, Prince Harry, not Prince Harry. Or... No, I don't. I've seen enough of that guy lately. He's around a lot. Ugh, he's reading his book right now. Ugh, get, <laughs> get over yourself, my God. <laughs> I know. For somebody who says he doesn't want <laughs> the spotlight on him very much, he's guy. anyway. Um. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, this is what the people listen to us for is uh, hot takes. On uh, emo bands, just listing off emo bands. And the, if we see them and live, the royal or family. Donkey got let's call it Prince Harry. Prince Harry. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's always been one I wanted. <laughs> They're not. To see. E- oh, oh, I forgot. We're going back. No to this. bands that I bands, bands that you want to see. Yeah. yeah, Foo Fighters played with Weezer on a tour one time, and I it was like the Foozer tour is what they were calling it. So you've heard about the Slipknot Weezer tour, right? That's right. It's a yeah. Oh no, no, that like happened, right? It didn't happen. It was going to happen. Yes. Yeah, they shot a video, didn't they? Like not like a. Uh. It was like Rivers' idea. I think the whole thing. How sick would that have been? <laughs> anyway, uh, Foo Fighters and uh, Rivers grew up he, like I. I Garrett like he's probably a big Slipknot guy. Rivers was like a metalhead as a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, he was a big metalhead. Makes total sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Foo Fighters and um, Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. The two bands I have never seen that I want to see. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's definitely my two. Speaking of emo. Ooh. I think the I think the uh I know for a fact 
one of the hosts of the Midwest Game Nerds, like a couple of the bands that we have named off. Oh, yeah. We yeah. bonded over our mutual love of Funeral for Friends. I know that. Yes. Good. Yes. Which host? Uh, John. John? Okay. Yeah. Because I think Alex, I don't want to put words in Alex's mouth. I know Al- Alex likes Vertical Horizon. <laughs> he does. So. He doesn't like Bring Me the Horizon. He likes Vertical Vertical Horizon. horizon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um... What were they talking about this week? I know they're talking, of course, about um, oh, Metro Prime Remastered. Alex texted me about mm-hmm. that. Um, and <laughs> he says they have a casual mode for it because it's insanely hard oh uh, for me. That and I go, right. I to- I just texted back. I go, I'm no casual. <laughs> and then I realized, like, I realized after I texted him back, like, my tone doesn't come across. It's one of those texts I said that, like, my tone doesn't come oh, across. He knows. <laughs> I think he knows. Uh, and they're also, they have been keeping up pretty much, because they do every other week they record, but they've been keeping up with The Last of Us, which I am an episode behind on. But I always like to point our listeners, yeah. if you want to hear some people who know their stuff, talk about The Last of Us. Yeah. Check them out, because, yeah, I don't think, I, like, Are I don't you know. St- you still liking the show? Quite a bit. I'm an episode behind. Yeah. I just, it's one of those things, it's funny, I'm very funny in that. I bitch and bitch about, I got to bring weekly releases back and then I don't keep up with them weekly. <laughs> I just wait for it to build up and I like knock out two or three then at a time. Then you marathon them? <laughs> yes. I need them to go, I need to go to the, uh, the Andor, like the original Andor thing where they release three at a time. Just release like two or three at a time. I'll get it. I I'll like knock that. It out there. <laughs> I like mini binges. I yeah. don't like, yeah. Yeah. I do the whole thing. Um, I do like the show quite a bit. It's one of those things. I don't know how you are. If you're similar to me, I'll probably wait to like, give like form an opinion on the whole thing like when the whole thing is out yeah is the thing like i can go episode by episode i'm not i don't enjoy doing that though i'm not a big like review episode by episode guy i've always been like i like to talk about the seasons as a whole when i do this thing like when i talk about stuff like that so i don't know but yeah it's still it's very good and good i i think it will i i doubt it will (laughs) because like part of the like part of me is like hey can we like, like let, let's pump the brakes on the hyperbole. And this is not just The Last of Us. This is in general. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. both sides of things, like, worse or bad. Like, hey, yeah, like, as of right now, I, as far as I can tell, this is the best video game sure. thing ever. But, like, can we wait <laughs> until the whole thing is out? Because one of the last five episodes are just the worst shit you've ever seen in your life. True, true. <laughs> so, right. so maybe it won't be. But I'm guessing it won't be. It, it will probably be very good. So What I'm excited to see, not excited to see, just curious to see, is if... My understanding is that this, they're adapting the first game with this season and right. the second game with the second season. And the second game was about as divisive as anything that's ever... Probably the most divisive thing I saw online since, like, The Last Jedi, where it was just, like... People. Icky. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if there's any sort of backlash when they get to that point on the show. I don't know. We'll see. We're a ways off from that, but I think it's safe to say they'll wind up being a second season from all the buzz that I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, the thing is, a it's a hit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, hey, uh, yeah, if you uh, have any favorite uh, emo or screamo bands that you think that Tim should be listening to, feel free to let us know. You can email us, horrormoveyearbook at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hmyearbook. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. But uh, let us know. Let Tim know what his playlist should be, his email playlist should, should include. I'm sure there's something we're missing. Um, I gotta wear it, wanna know. Whoa. 
Now, see, that song stuck in my head. You got the Joe Henry song stuck in That's a good song. Oh, man. Now I'm stuck yeah, in my head. Yeah, help me put together an emo playlist. <laughs> I had a big crush on Haley Williams. I, I mean. Yeah, big time. <laughs> anyway, maybe I still do, actually. You know? I don't know. Why not? Why Why can't I still have a crush on Haley Williams? It's okay to have crushes. Um. All right, man. Well, unless it's unless it's the Alicia Silverstone movie, was that Crush? Crush was it Alicia Silverstone? I believe crush? that is one of the Alicia Silverstone movies. Yes, <laughs> yes, I believe so. Oh my! <laughs> was Crush the one with uh, Carrie Ellis too? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, that is kind of a skeevy. There was a lot of those back in during that. Like I don't think any of the movies we're talking about tonight are skeevy, though, are they? No. I don't think skeevy would be a descriptor for anything this guy's done. M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. We're going to be talking about him. He's a bit divisive, though. Absolutely. I would say. Um, Hell of a career so far in terms of just, like, all over the map. He's a director I found I find very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't love everything he's ever done. I tend to watch anything he puts out, though, <laughs> including... Will Smith movies with Jaden. Seen it. In the theater. In the theater. I took a knee. We're not going to be talking about that one. No. We, After no. Earth, by the way, is the name of that movie. Yeah, here's what For we... those that don't know. <laughs> here's what Willie and I did. Um, we what wanted, you did. <laughs> we wanted to talk... Well, we want... Like, I w- I've been sitting... Knock at the Cabin just came out. Yes. And I probably won't be able to get to see it until it comes out on streaming or wherever it's... But anyway. It got me thinking about, like, we should... I've seen all of his movies, except for one, and I did not watch it beforehand. Um, Lady in the Water, right? I still have not seen Lady in the Water. I've never seen it. That came during, like, and we'll talk a little bit about it, I think, when we talk about one of these movies. That came during, like, M. Night exhaustion at that point. Yes. He was, yeah, people were very sick of him, including me. Um, There are three I've not seen. So which ones have you not seen? I've not seen Lady in the Water. Okay. Because of the aforementioned exhaustion. Right. Uh, I've not seen Last Airbender because I... Had no, I don't have any sort of like last I I Airbender. Too. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know the show. I don't know. It right. just didn't. There was no reason for me to go see it. Right. Um. And I didn't see this new uh, old old. Yeah. Just, right. Purely because I just haven't that seen it. Just yet. came out too. Like yeah, last it's year. Not so. like it's, yeah. Um. So we've kind of we. What I did was I took this top eight because eight's a nice even number, and it also helped us get rid of After Earth and The Last Airbender. Which are not horror movies, nope. and neither are a couple of these, but it's mostly genre stuff. Yeah, so I think most of his stuff is genre, genre yeah. adjacent at least. So then, yeah, his top eight old fell at number eight, and then you hadn't seen it, and then at number nine was Lady in the Water. I had not seen that, and yeah. I said, "Well, I don't think either one of us watched to wants to watch M Night Shyamalan's eighth or ninth best movie right now, nah. just to get prepared. Especially when we've seen his tenth best movie according to IMDb scores, The Happening. So, yeah, so we just went for it. We just bumped The Happening up to the number eight spot. So that's why you will not hear us talk about. Do you have any? Uh, so you have not seen which one? Have you seen of those? Just After Earth, right? Do you have anything to say about After Earth before we move no, on? No. <laughs> You're just gonna take a knee on this one. I'm gonna take a knee. Yeah. No, it's there's there, there's. I remember nothing of the film. I remember Take a Knee being a thing. Take a Knee, it was a thing with like our immediate group because that movie nobody else saw. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember I had an apple juice in the theater when I watched it. It was good apple juice. Yeah. 
We took a picture taking a knee out next to the poster. I yep, think. Yeah, I remember that. There's an alien in the movie. At we one recorded point. an episode. If anybody is like really motivated to hear our <laughs> thoughts on After Earth, you could hear them if you just search. Just I would imagine I'd probably Google search it at this point. Yeah, that's Midwest, like the first year of the podcast. Midwest nah, film, maybe Midwest film nerds After Earth, and just see what happens. It's got to be out there somewhere. Alex will probably find it. He'll if he's I'll probably throw it up in the in the, in the <laughs> in feed. The, yeah, in the, he'll at least throw it on the Discord. Or um, so yeah, I have seen everything except for Lady in the Water, like I mentioned. Yeah, I like old, um, but that is a very divisive movie as well. Yeah, I think it's best if you don't have high expectations for that and you kind of treat it kind of like a schlocky twi- Twilight Zone type movie. Which sometimes is best if you treat all of his movies that way. And, yeah, um, but yeah, it it worked well enough for me. I I had a lot of fun with it. But what's the reception on Knock at the Cabin so far? I think good, good right? Oh man! So I've read the book uh, Cabin Counting at the End of the, the World, world. Yeah. and I Such I like the book, title. but then I did not re- realize. Um, that book is also kind of defi- decisive, and I kind of reread it. I just kind of flipped through it. Um, last week at some point mm. just to kind of refresh my memory on it because I was curious about it. Yeah. And I think I know why, but I will not talk about it. Okay. It. <laughs> what's sometimes scary about M. Night Shyamalan movies is the same thing that's kind of used for horror in... <laughs> we're just knocking stuff over behind us. <laughs> but it's used for horror in, um, in Cabin at the End of the World, which is like... It's kind of the red state thing too. Is like, oh yeah, what if these what these people believe is true? Yeah, like that's what's scary. Yeah, and the book goes, it, it never gives you an answer that way. Yeah. and I think that sometimes that rubs people the wrong way, especially when you're dealing with kind of religious zealots. Yeah, it can be unsatisfying. I think for some people, and I think um, that's yeah. uh, the other one I always think of with those is um, uh, frailty. Exactly. That's another one that I always yes. think of. Yes, and some people, and, so, and understandably so, some people don't like that because, yeah, it's not it's not a, a typical worldview, and yeah, it shouldn't be, but like, it's also like when you're making a movie trying to scare people, you go like, what, like, what if they are, like, what but if what it is, if? what if it's true, and then you go, holy shit, like, that would be awful, like, that was, yeah. That yeah. Would, that's what's scary about that's it. That's scarier than just them being wackos, almost. Exactly. Yeah. So, knock at the cabin is sixty-eight uh, percent. So for okay. him, it's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think that would qualify as fresh, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so old. Yeah, After Earth, Last Airbender. The thing with After Earth and Last Airbender is they do not feel like his movies at all to me. They see. They feel those like, feel like feel like gun for hire movies. Gun for hire movies. Yeah. yeah. There is nothing like none of uh, there are none of his trademarks. It just they do not feel like his movies at all. So. That will narrow it down. And Lady of the Water, I I want to watch, but it's also one of those things like, I, I Googled it and it's like $4 on Prime like, video. I'm like, it'll pop up somewhere, one of the streaming yeah. services. Yeah, how is it not on Tubi? I don't know. You know what it is? The streaming services, anytime like a sequel in a franchise comes out, or even like a like say a yeah. Spielberg movie, like they pull it all off. If of someone doesn't have the rights to it, like one of the streaming servers right away, they'll pull it all off and rent it because people will, like me will search around and go, "I'll spend the four bucks." But have you seen, by the way, real quick before we yeah. move into this, have you seen some of this kind of online discourse in in film journalism about the fact that like now streamers, Netflix, Hulu, whatever, are like 
pulling their own original programming off of their services. And so there's literally no way to watch certain things now. Yeah. And so now people are like, oh, how do we watch stuff? Yeah. And I'm like, boy, I guess we're all <laughs> missing physical media, aren't we? Well, that like, in like a lot of those do not give you the option. Like those, like Disney yeah. for a lot of, or like HBO Max, like they have like, I don't think Peacemaker's on like stuff. Like, I'm just using that as an exa- yeah, example. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I think they did put like Westworld on there, uh, but like the, the Nevers, the Joss Whedon show, mm-hmm. they aired the first six episodes and then they sold the rest to, I think, Roku or Tubi. Okay. And like they're just, the next six episodes are just airing on there now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the Wild West. I don't. It's crazy. It, I, I have no idea. Because well, they're pulling Arrested Development. The Netflix show, but that four season never came out on DVD or anything, right? So you you will not be able to watch it. It just it's vanished. It's out in the ether. Like that's weird. eh, See if the see if torrents. I mean, those will pick up again. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, I just I've always I I hate to act like I'm some sort of uh, prepper. Yeah, with all my physical copies of movies that I have stored in this house, but I'm like, told you so. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this day would come. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we talked about this before. The other thing is, like, most people don't watch old movies all the time. Like, they, when it, once it's a couple years old, like they move on. They move on. Like, where's this stuff gonna go? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, we, sorry. We've got eight movies now. Anyway, let's do it. Let's start with. We're gonna do the one versus eight, and we're gonna do. I'm gonna. What we do here is we rank them by IMDb score. I'm gonna give the plot a quick IMDb synopsis couple of the stars, and then we'll make our picks. So that's pretty much how it goes. The number one seed at an 8.2 is The Sixth Sense, a frightened, withdrawn Pennsylvania or Philadelphia boy who communicates with spirits seeks the help of a disheartened child psychologist. Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osment, Tony Collette. Yes. And then that is going up against the number eight seed, which is The Happening, with a 5.0 on IMDb, which is higher than I expected. The Happening is... We've always talked about these movies where, like, you go back to them weirdly, yeah. like, like frequently. Yeah, we both have this on that list, right? We're like, we've, we've watched it like it's enough. been a bit, but yes, yeah, right. This is a uh, we'll talk about it here in yeah. a second. A science te- with a five point a science teacher, his wife, and a young girl struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, it's plants that are killing people. The plants are pissed. Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel, and John Leguizamo. An amazing cast. <laughs> Uh, Willie, this is quite the matchup here. Two very different movies. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, talk about who you got, and let's let's. Oh God, let's, would I love to move make the happening? Picks. Would I love to move the happening along? I'm not going to. Um, it's not as the Sixth Sense is a better movie than than the happening. But uh, instead of touting the Sixth Sense right now, I'm gonna yeah. just I want to spend a little time because the happening is okay, not okay. lasting on my bracket. Okay, I want to spend a little time on this. There is something about the happening that kind of works. And the reason, and, I, I, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you what that is because I don't actually know, but I keep... That's kind of why it works, though. Because keep going keep... back to that movie. Yeah. Like, every couple of years, I'll be like, I'm going to watch The Happening. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I do it, and I go, it's not very good. Right. But I'm also, like, enthralled the whole time. It's a good drunk movie. It's a great drunk movie. Yeah. It'd be a good party movie, actually. Yep. Weirdly enough, it shouldn't be, given the subject matter. It should not be a good party movie, but it is. It's so schlocky. It's just, and it's very silly. And I can't like the performances are all kind of shitty. So here's the thing, and, uh, you know me. I'm not a Zoe Deschanel fan, uh, so I think these two leads are not good actors. Well, they have they have and they have zero chemistry. Zero chemistry. And 
But I've, I've, seen, I've seen them good in other. I was things. gonna say, let's be fair. Yeah, they've been good in other stuff, even if we don't, li- if you don't like either one of them. Which like, re- yeah, yeah, they've both been good in other stuff. And what's weird is. M. Night is usually pretty good with actors. Like he's gotten good performances out of Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis, and like you have and to those work. Two guys can be, <laughs> yes, yeah. Sometimes you have to work to get performances out of those. So I'm with you. Like you don't know what the movie's doing because like is it trying to be funny? And sometimes it is trying to be funny, and it's funny. And sometimes but you're like, this is. It's is- weird. It's just a weird. Fu- it's a weird movie. It's a weird, weird movie. But like that's why I like. The- I'm gonna say I like it. That's why I enjoy like going back to it every once in a while because I'm like how does this exist like I don't know I remember it was marketed as like this is M. Night in a rated R movie like he's finally going to get to cut loose that was the marketing was like oh he's like you thought M. Night was nasty before he's gonna no holds barred this time and it's really not all that like there's a couple like gnarly scenes but like it's really not yeah I don't know it's weird it's a weird movie Uh, but it's it's Sixth Sense. <laughs> it's, yeah, that one moves on for me. I'll so, talk about it later. I'm going to do the monologue real quick. I yes. don't know if I should do a marquee. Is this the uh, when he's in the classroom? I uh, know this is uh if we're going to die, I want to tell you something. I want you to know something. I was in a pharmacy a while ago. There's a really good looking pharmacist behind the counter. Really good looking. I went up and asked her where the cough syrup was. I didn't even have a cough. I almost bought it. I'm talking about a completely superfluous bottle of cough syrup, which costs like six bucks. <laughs> that's his line, because that's after she says she has Tierra Basu. <laughs> it's like, this is a very weird movie. Um, okay. It's bizarre. Then the, the one, Yeah, the one you're talking about, I can't remember. Because then there's the old lady who goes, why you eyeing my lemon drink? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not, I'm not. Like, doesn't he get all like, oh, no. Uh, no, what, no. Oh, he goes, he goes, what, no. <laughs> it's so weird. I was, uh, so I was kind of refreshing my memory at a lot of these movies today, and I just got lost in clips of the happening. <laughs> and one of them was the cough syrup clip. The other one, there's also a part where they go, we've got, we've got to outrun the wind. <laughs> it's so sweet. Than the wind. There's a wind chase scene <laughs> so, in the film. Right. Here's the thing. The Sixth Sense. We watched that a while back. Yeah. yeah. And I remember going like, okay, this is still pretty good. Yeah, still pretty good. The twist, not know, knowing the twist did kind of hamper it for me. It does. The, the The twist is so good. Yes. That it... Yeah, When once I've seen it, it kind of did. It almost I, makes the movie, right? I, I, and I, there are parts... There isn't enough for me, though. There are movies of his where I like the twist better, and we'll talk about them here in a second, probably. And I like going back and rewatching it to catch the little clues. I'm not as big into that in the sixth sense. In hmm. fact, I find it a little, it's a little bit too, his movies can be very patient, a little too patient sometimes. Yeah. Right? So the sixth sense doesn't hold up for me. The thing I'm picking the happening here is what I'm getting to. <laughs> because if you told me like right now, like if you were like, Hey, do you want to go watch the sixth sense right now upstairs? No, I'd be like, good. no, let's keep recording this. But if you stop the podcast and go, you want to go watch the happening right now? I go, fuck, let's go do this right now. Let's do this. This is the whole reason I came I'm over. I'm so proud of I've you. I've been waiting for this moment. I'm so proud of you. I think the happening is a, just an endlessly entertaining movie. Yeah. Whereas I think the sixth sense can be a little dry and there are movies of his that can be dried that I like a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have got the happening moving. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you're, you're hey, to be fair, you're due like one drunk night before the baby comes, right? <laughs> yeah, I think like so. Like one. Yeah. <laughs> Between now and then. Yeah. I'd say you do. Then then what we need to do is watch the watch happening. Watch the happening, yeah. yeah. 
It'll be like a low-key drunk night. I think this is the first time I've had it. I think this may be the first time in a movie bracket. I'm throwing out, we've done some soundtrack brackets where this may have happened. We're an 8B to 1? Where a a number one seat has gone out early in the first round. So there you go. Wow. I didn't, I just, but. What a beautiful I wasn't doing it just to do that. Let's stay on this side, though. Uh, We're going to do the number four seat next. And that is Signs at a 6.8. A widowed former reverend living with his children and brother on a Pennsylvania farm finds mysterious crop circles in their fields, which suggests something more frightening to come. Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, and Rory Culkin. Against the number five seed with a 6.6, The Village. Uh, um, this is the IMDb synopsis. This is I would have wrote, uh, written a little more, I think. A series of events test the belief of a small, isolated countryside village. The end. Sigourney Weaver, who I forgot was in this movie. Bill Hurt. Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, and one Mr. Adrian Brody. (laughs) Indeed, Adrian Brody. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Who do you have in this match? A a very religious matchup, if you will. Indeed. Yes. Um, About faith. Yeah, the dangers dangers of of faith. Or the the importance of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, It's Signs. I think Signs is... Signs gets a lot of shit for the water thing. He's days. very defensive about this, too. And I guess for me, like, maybe it's dumb? I, I don't know. But I... Isn't there, a like, a theory, too? And I think he may have even backed this up in an interview that it's because of what... It, it's kind of holy water, too? I Maybe? Yeah. I <sighs> I've heard that theory thrown around, too. That's kind of cool. I the, My yeah. big thing... Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah. So the issue people have is, like, the the... How do these dipshits come to Earth, which is what, what 75% water? And they were like, let's go to that planet and take over. Where it rains. And like, oh, fuck, we're going to die. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little dumb. We don't know how advanced these guys are. (laughs) They could be be big dummies. They could be. They could be very stupid. This is, thank you for bringing this up. This is. They uh, didn't show up with laser guns, did they? This is this is why Mars Attacks is great. It's because it's one of the only uh, uh, movies that asks like everybody's all scared. Like the aliens are going to come. They're going to look at Earth and be like, uh, w- "Look at these dummies! Like, look at these idiots! We're so much smarter than them." But like, what if the aliens are even dumber? They're just really good at inventing spaceships. Just, they just figured it out first. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. what if the, like, what if they're morons? Uh-huh. It's so sweet. <laughs> Anyway, because there are some really stupid people that drive cars yeah. on Earth. <laughs> uh, there's stupid people that fly planes. Yes. So, I mean, you know, I, I can't for sure tell you that every astronaut is that the book smart, sure, but a couple of them are probably dummies. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, we've shot monkeys into space before, right? Yeah. Dogs. Uh, they're, they're dummies. Yeah, dogs have gone up. And dogs are dumb. I've met so. some dumb dogs, <laughs> all right? Um. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I'm losing it now. Anyway, um, science. So get some shit for that. But but the thing is, the the movie, the relationship of the family and the performances and Mel Gibson's character's kind of crisis of faith throughout the movie, which is a is a definitely a a Mel Gibson staple. Right. Um, he's fan- He's really good at that movie, though, Gibson. That's he's another fan- one. He's where- phenomenal in it. Yeah, that's another performance. He's where. Yeah, he's not he- always. Yeah, especially now. He he was always pretty solid though back he- then. It was. He's brought it for a lot longer than than right. Bruce and Sam did. You know, but you know, 
But speaking of Bruce, sorry to hear about it, the uh, his dementia. dementia thing. That's yeah, sad. It, yeah, that you, sucks. You could see it coming, and yeah, that yeah, sucks. It yeah. does. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll but, talk um, about him a little bit more later because he's got for sure. He's got some really good. Um. But uh. Yeah, it just it carries me through so much that when by the time you reach the end, there's such an emotional release, and it's so cathartic, and it's so. The movie just feels so hopeful at the end, and so like full of life, and like just I don't know. It's just so uplifting. Right. So like so like, but not like corny uplifting. Like it's just kind of an uplifting ending. That like I don't really care that the aliens get beat by water. Like I don't. Okay. There's an. That's fine. Yeah, and there's an earnestness to it. Too, yeah, that, there like, is. It, it, like yeah, and it, it it believes what it's saying, and I, I for I, sure. Yeah, I kind of like yeah for sure. Uh, the village is a movie I remember li- very little of. If I'm being completely honest. I remember that being another movie that got a lot of shit for the twist. Um, that one certainly more deservedly so, I think. I can understand why people didn't like the twist. I didn't actually mind that. The problem I have with the movie is it's fucking boring. It can be a little bit, yeah. I'm not... I, there's At no point during that movie was I interested or attached or invested in any of the characters or events that were going on. I was just kind of like, all right. I was kind of like, let's get to the twist. Because yeah. there's going to be one. Yeah. So, and that was the beginning. Village was the beginning of people starting to see the the the, the cracks in the armor on M. Night, I think, if I remember right. That was the first movie where people started to go, So by So, his signs had come out. And yeah. I, yeah. So, I'm going to build on this real quick. Because yeah. 2004, it was when this one came out, was when The Village came out. And this is also when, this is very much when the backlash really kicked in. Yes. And it had been building since The Sixth Sense, honestly, because Unbreakable had a little bit of that. Signs had a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, though, is where it really kicked in, both yep. for the twist. And do you remember the faux documentary that was put out called, uh, what was it, M. Night? Uh, like... Man of Shadows or some... I watched the entire thing. The Buried Secret of M. Night Shyamalan. I watched the entire thing with um, with Nick and Tony Blavelt. Yeah. And we laughed so hard the whole time. Because <laughs> the whole thing was that like M. Night was telling you like the three movies I made so far yeah. are based on my life. Because remember, like the the documentary played it up like he had been touched by some sort of uh, like supernatural spirit. Some that sort had, of angelic being or something. gifted him with... Stories. Like, <laughs> And it's so it plays it off like it's a like a real thing. It's kind of he had not mastered comedy like he would later on with the happening, uh, right? Because I do think some of it's played pretty tongue in cheek. But uh, I like, remember you can't not knowing. Tell. That's the thing is you can't tell. I remember thinking this guy might be so full of himself that right. Like, this is yeah. I don't know. So that came out this year, and then on top of it, the village. And I think this was around the time people were just like, "I'm done. Like, we're you need done. To go away now. We're done with you." Because yeah. then, lady, because they shit out it, and then he made Lady in the Water, and Lady in the Water is like about like a critic, right? Yeah, <laughs> like a critic being haunted. <laughs> yeah. So that that's not going to endear him to critics. And then he made After Earth, and or I think even the happening was after that, and then it just all Things. went off the rails. Yep. I'm so the village. I kind of remember liking it, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was in the middle of the whole backlash and everything. I remember liking it. I'm with you. It's it's a little slow. It's kind of boring. Um, yeah. I kind of liked the twist though, um, and I I do like when he plays with kind of faith and religion. I just think science he does is way more effective. And yes, I I really really I want to watch Signs again because as I was going through refreshing my brain, I I'm like I. 
think I really like this movie. And I'm with you. The, the 75, uh, like we said, the, the water thing. It might be silly. I mean, I just don't think about it that much. I don't either. It's that, that scary. It's a parable. Yeah, like it's yeah. it, like it. I mean, it's a science fiction. It's a yeah. And it feels very old timey science fiction alien invasion, doesn't it? That it, like that's how you. Be, it, yes. You'd always defeat the aliens with some sort of like silly means, right? Silly means. And honestly, it feels like a religious parable. Like it. Sure. Like yeah, that's what absolutely. the movie is. And so sometimes those aren't overcomplicated, but they're not. Uh, they shouldn't be. They're straightforward stories. Yeah. So, it uh, also has one of the great scares ever. Period. Yeah. Like all time. Yes. I remember seeing this. I saw signs in in theaters, and like that theater was like freaked out. My my mom made us take that video like that. I think it was a VHS we rented it on. Uh-huh. She made us take it back that night because she didn't want it in the house. She was so creeped out by the, the alien, camera, the camera, like the birthday party where the alien oh, was in front of freaky. it. It's awesome. Like it's a great moment. And Very it's good. like, it sticks with me. I got chills because I was oh, yeah. like, freaked out. But it was like, even when I was a kid, it was one of the things where like, like I was almost like, I don't want to say inspired, but like it was like the good kind of chills where I was like, whoa, yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I was, I was like alive. After <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> but it also has a great scene where it's kind of like the Jurassic Park style scene where he cuts off the fingers. And oh, stuff it's too. so sweet. That I think is his tensest movie. I think Signs is his best use of uh, tension. tension. I think he's, I think he is in some ways is kind of mastered it at that point. Uh, I think Signs is very good and I, I would yeah. really like to revisit it. So yeah, I, I want to rewatch it too. It's been a while. We've both got Signs moving on, right? Yes. Do you want to finish out this side of the bracket or you want to move to the other side um we let's close out this one so we can get a finalist on this side okay um so that's fine with me we I've, talked about all these at, at this point so let's go ahead and yeah so i've got signs in the happening you have signs in the sixth sense yes you go first because yours is more interesting i think uh for me it's signs okay um i think signs is i like the sixth sense but i do think the sixth sense like i said before is a movie that like very heavily revolves relies i should say on the strength of that twist at the end and boy what what a it was a whopper when i first like it was nuts i remember seeing that and just going like oh my god like i can't believe how is this possible that this is what i've been watching the whole time um i mean it was really really strong stuff but on repeat viewings it doesn't quite you don't have that anymore um you know the performances are still strong and stuff but it just signs i just think the I just think Signs is, for me, that's like you know, Signs is M Night at his at his strongest point in his career, even after the resurgence that he's had um, post you know, Airbender and After Earth and stuff. Um, the Signs is him kind of at his peak in terms of creativity, and uh, I just think it's 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 a really strong movie. Water be damned, it's a it's a really strong movie, and it's just. It's, you mentioned earlier, the whole, like, Sixth Sense versus The Happening, like, what would you want to watch right now? Signs would be the, uh, would probably beat most of these in that case. So, yeah, Signs for me. So I have Signs and The Happening, uh, two very different movies. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Um, but also, like we've mentioned, they're kind of Twilight, they're very Twilight Zone inspired. Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I'm gonna. But we we are getting to the same destination. We're just ta- taking different routes. Yeah, I have got signs as well. Yeah, I just I think it's a better movie than The Sixth Sense as well. I think The Sixth Sense. He really likes. Um, Sixth Sense reminds me of E.T. a little bit. Um, in the early like that early Spielberg. Um, uh, where it's, it's got that Amblin 
it, it's kind of vibe, a little scarier maybe than some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and but. it's about how like, like how something affects the people around it more than the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then ET is not like science at all. Um, <laughs> very different. Very, very different, different films. movies. Anyway, very different outcomes. The, um, yeah. So the the thing with the heavy is, I think it's a blast. Um, but I like I legitimately really really like Signs. Like one of these is a good movie. One of these is a good. And movie. The other one is the like other one I can't. A good movie. And the other thing too is I think he does comedy. I kind of think so. It's weird to say because I kind of think the visit he does comedy better. The and visit's kind of funny. The visit's kind of a, it's a funny movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the happening is I'm with you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's be, but that's kind of its that's its charm. So, uh, the happening is like probably my uh, spoiler, probably my third favorite M Night movie. Now that Hell I think yeah. about it. So, uh, anyway, my man. Long story short, yeah, Signs. It's just it's my favorite movie in this half of the bracket. All right, let's move over to the other side, shall we? Sure, let's do it. All right, so we're gonna do two versus seven here. Let me get those pulled up. Number two is Unbreakable. Okay. 7.3. A man learns something extraordinary about himself after a devastating accident. This is Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, and Robin Wright, who I believe was a Robin Wright pen at the time. Yes. I think so. I think so. Uh, don't, don't get mad at me, Robin. Yeah, I can't remember. Number seven, The Visit, with a 6.2. Two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behavior while visiting them on vacation. Starring Olivia DeLong. Um, Ed Oxenbold, I think, is uh, Deanna Duggan, and then Catherine Hahn is in it as well. Yes, uh, the visit is pre-split, correct? The visit was kind of his back to basics movie yes. after Airbender and the one-two punch of Airbender after. Earth. Okay, so it was visit and then split. Yep. Okay. Because the sto- my story with the I visit, couldn't remember. And I think I can't. You might be the same way at all. Because like I remember, I give it up. Adam Knight yes. at the time, and I was, and I saw a new movie coming out. I remember I rolled my eyes, and then either I can't remember if you said something, if you saw it before me, or if I was listening to a podcast and they're like, "This is actually pretty good." Um, I don't remember if I okay, but it's possible. It, you know what? One of us mentioned it to the other person. Enough, I'm sure. yeah, enough people that whose opinion I respected mm-hmm. said like, "This is." back to what we want from him. Right. It's kind of a back to basics movie. It's a found footage movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um but it's it's more of what they like the kind of smaller, more character based, like intimate kind of horror story. Yes. That we like from him. And it's kind of like the kid performances are mostly good. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Um but I yeah. think they're good when they're supposed to be and I think they're kind of goofy when they're So this was supposed to be his this has the naked grandma in it too, right? It does have a naked grandma in it. Yeah. One of the great Naked Grandma films. Does Rabbit Grannies have a Naked Grandma in it? I don't remember if it has a Naked Grandma. It's a Rabbit Grandma. <laughs> it's multiple. It does? Yeah. It does. Um, okay. Yeah. So. The Visit versus Unbreakable. Who you got? Um, it's Unbreakable. Uh, we, uh, I'll, I'll. Uh, but uh, once again, I want to talk about the visit briefly because yep. you know that one's moving, not moving forward. So, um, the visits. Uh, I remember seeing. I saw the trailer for it, not knowing it was an M Night deal until the end of the trailer. By the end of the trailer, I was like, "Oh!" And I remember like watching the trailer and going, "Like, oh, this sh- this looks kind of sweet." And then like at, at the end, be like, "It's M Night." And then <laughs> that was a reaction for a little bit, but like yeah. for people for a while there. This like, isn't gonna know. be good. And I think it still is for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. probably. 
We might be trending toward that direction. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but um, for whatever reason, I, I did check it out. I can't remember exactly why. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. That was a lot of fun. It's um, It's got a, a great twist that is not a twist that the entire movie hinges on, which is very nice. For once, it's got the M. Night twist. You got to have the M. Night twist, I feel like. That's just his part of his bread and butter. Yep. But it's not the movie and your enjoyment of the movie up to the point of the twist and after watching the movie and upon a rewatch is not dependent on that twist. It, it isn't. But it, when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, oh, shit, like, this is crazy. It was, yeah, I remember, like, my my job being a little bit opened up by that one. Um, And like you said, the kid performances are they're fun. I mean, there's there's some goofiness, but it's kind of, it's intentional, I think, and it's, you know, it's... um. It makes for an interesting watch at times. There's some rapping. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna something r- else. Yeah. Um, Spoiler: This is not moving on, and it's because of the rap. The rap the at the end rapping. is like it's horrible. One of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Yeah, I can't believe it made the final cut of the movie, but it's also kind of great because it feels a little bit of happening in there, like yeah. like the weirdness. He's a nice little callback for us happening fans. Yeah, exactly for us real ones. I, I didn't move the happening on, so I guess I'm not a real one. Um, but uh, <laughs> but Unbreakable is the better movie for sure for me. So it, it's Unbreakable. Moving on, I do enjoy the physics quite a bit. And for those who haven't seen it, and I think there's still a lot of people that probably haven't seen this. I feel like this one kind of got lost in the it, shuffle I, because honestly, I forgot about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think it kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit because now that M. Night's had a bit of a resurgence, for the most part, mm-hmm. um, I think that that one's kind of right in the middle of those two. So it kind of gets yeah forgotten about. So check it out. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Yeah, I, I've got Unbreakable moving on here as well. The Visit is a movie, though, that I was pleasantly, it was a pleasant surprise yes. because even even when I had heard all those people, I, I was still a bit skeptical and then I you watched went, it. Eh. And I went, this is pretty good. That kid's got to stop rapping. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. I recall being Catherine Hahn being quite funny in this movie. There are moments of humor. I think it's, like I said, I think it's, I think the humor in it is intentional and it works mostly. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, like we said, like this is, this is his effective comedy. This is the comedy that he meant to make. <laughs> uh, this is the horror comedy that he meant to make. The found footage is, was weird, uh, like a weird choice to me, but I, I get it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's not overly obnoxious. Right. And sometimes I, I'm annoyed by certain found footage things. So, um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a solid movie that I think gets overshadowed by the next movie he would make, which was split uh, because that was the, that was the bigger of the two movies. That's kind of when you, that's kind of when M night was like, he was like back for, yeah. 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 Cause it was, yeah. well, it wound up kind of being two movies back to back where it was like, all right, like we might be. Yep. We're cooking now. Yeah. So, yeah. but I've got unbreakable and we'll talk a little bit about unbreakable. Okay. There. So yeah, for sure. Um. All right. Final, side of this we have number three seed with a i think a six point a 7.3 split three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities they must try to escape before the apparent emergence 
of a frightful new 24th versus, and now this side of the bracket is very heavy. Three out of the four movies are all related because number six is Glass with mm. a 6.6. Security guard David security guard Dave Dunn uses his supernatural ability, abilities to track Kevin Wendell Crumb, a disturbed man who has 24 personalities. So uh, James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, and Sam Jackson star in this one. So I guess we I'll put a spoiler warning uh, at the top because, yeah, if you don't know the spoilers for these movies, bless your heart. But like this is split yeah. led to glass. Yeah. Which yeah. split ended up being a kind of stealth sequel to Unbreakable. I had no idea going to that movie. That was awesome, wasn't it? Do you remember how sweet that was? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I think like I think did I see it before you or did someone see it before you and we're like I almost I kinda wanna say Nick saw it. Or I maybe can't uh, I can't remember. <laughs> no, saw I saw it and texted you. Yeah, and then we like. Cause I remember I was like Tim. This was like a word of mouth thing with our group. But I remember we texted. I think we texted Nick. Too. I texted somebody. Yeah. I remember because I was like, "You've got to see you, this one. Please see it as soon as possible." Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I did see this in theaters. Yeah. 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 Me too. We might have seen it together. Actually, we might have texted that feels Nick. right. I can't remember. And I feel like we texted Nick because because of the ending. Go. Because of the ending. Because yeah. we know. Hurry. Anyway. Yes. Um. Split or glass? Who you got? It's split. Um, I know, like this. This is another one that kind of has retroactively gotten some shit because of its depiction of um, uh, dissociative dissociative yeah. identity disorder. Which I get it. This is very, very clearly a a heightened, fictionalized world, and it's made very apparent by the end of the film that it exists within a universe that is right. part of a superhero kind. So. That doesn't bother me as much. If it offends people, I, I, I'm not going to tell you not to be offended. It is what it is if, if you are. But for me, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I didn't have an issue with that heightened sense of that. Um, I think that McAvoy... I always liked McAvoy and stuff before this movie. But I... He always felt kind of like... The bland leading man to me in a lot of stuff. Where I was just like, he's a good actor. But like he's never done anything all that interesting in my like he's he's always there and he does a good job and I like him on screen but this movie I was like oh shit he gets a lot he gets a lot to do in this oh yeah yes. and he crushes all of it like yeah um and uh it's a, it's a scary movie it's tense it's um continues the trend of Anya Taylor Joy being awesome and being like the yeah. cool like the scream queen of this generation of movies like right um even if she didn't intend to it's happened. Um. Yeah, it just rules. And then you 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 throw that ending on at the end, and it's like it just it was like it left you walking out of the theater going like, oh my god, like M Night, you did it. Um, Glass. I can't remember if we talked about Glass on this. I can't either. Podcast. I've seen Glass once. Okay. And I don't feel any sort of need to see it again okay um i didn't hate it like a lot of people did but i get why they did and i didn't like it all that much either so to me it just felt like it felt so and i understand that like the m knight's superhero universe that he sets up an unbreakable and continues throughout the course of this is a much more grounded more what would these people be like in real life vision of that that's fine. I get that. But this movie is like, 
three characters that I find interesting and fascinating basically spending the entire movie on a bunch of sets dressed up to be like hospital rooms. And then the last 20 minutes is just people running around in a, in a field in front of a building getting killed. Oh, we didn't even talk about the best part of the happening. just five in my head when the lion rips off that guy's arm. It's so sick. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, back, back to class. Leguizamo kills himself with a piece of, pair of scissors, too, I think. Yeah, and then someone lays down in front of a, uh, a lawnmower. It's so sweet. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, um, for some reason, like that popped out of my head while you're talking about No, glass. that's fine. <laughs> um, there's a deflating quality about glass that I just, I don't know. So. I, I, don't, I don't hate the movie. I I actually think it, it it I see what he's trying to do there and it it for me it's fine. It closes things off well enough I suppose, but I just the ending is such a bummer. Like even though it's I don't know. It left me feeling a little bit hollow at the end and I just I don't think I'm ever going to change my opinion on that. Right. You know, and I'm a big unbreakable fan. And the events of Glass feel very I don't know. They're a bummer. <laughs> so, yeah, glass. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Who you got? It's split. For split. Me. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I, um, I like glass. Yeah. I think I'm probably. I think six point six is a good uh score for it. That's a IMDb. fair score. I think for that's it. a nice score for it actually. Um, the thing with glass that it is working against it are, what, 20 years of expectations by people who, like, kind of fell in love with Unbreakable. Yeah. Uh, I think that works against it. I think, like you said, he's trying to... It's tough because he's doing... He's In his own universe, he's doing this big crossover movie between two films, three characters, two films. Yeah. He's doing this big crossover movie, and yet he's trying to keep it grounded, and he's trying to keep it character-focused a lot of the time, and he's trying to... He, he's talking a lot about a, a lot of interesting stuff in it. No, and I, and, I appreciate that he's doing the yeah, character-focused. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it doesn't mesh well with the grander idea. The building to the... And then you get to what you want to get to. Like, in some ways, it's it's everything I always wanted in an Unbreakable sequel. But in some ways, like, you get to the big thing at the end, and then you realize, like, and you kind of forget, like, M. Night's not a very good action director. No. Like, he's not good at this kind of stuff. And then, so the third act just kind of, it's kind of like a big, uh... Yeah, and, and we, we, we said spoilers are on the table. Yes. The decision to kill David Dunn is fine with me. Right. How it's handled is, like, Kind of uh, refresh my memory on that. <laughs> some dudes in <laughs> some like SWAT team guys just hold his head under a puddle of water and that's drums. right. Yeah, it's like really mean. Yeah, like on like I'm cool with the character dying. I'm cool with him going out, like fighting or doing whatever he's doing. But like the ending, like it's it's like super mean. And I see like while he... his son watches, it's like and it's another weird. thing where like I, I see know. where he's what he's going for there. Yeah. And I like I I respect the idea. I get what they were do- he was doing. Yeah. I just it doesn't I'm make it you. any more palatable. Yeah, I don't really like it either and it doesn't yeah. it just doesn't fit for me. It doesn't it doesn't work for me. I feel like Glass like I almost feel like Split is a movie that he had in his head since Unbreakable and like he had time to kind of polish it up and get it ready. And then all of a sudden with Glass, he's like, "Oh shit, like I got to write like I got to make this movie now." And he did it in a couple of years and it just it came out of the oven a little early. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I feel like there's a yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So anyway, I do I do like Glass um 
but I've got Split moving on as well. Yep. Uh, so we've both got Split versus Unbreakable, two related movies. Who mm-hmm. you got in this one? Uh, Unbreakable for me. Um, it's, uh, I, 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 for me personally, th- then this is probably going to give away where I'm headed here and it is what it is. I think Unbreakable is like a perfect movie. I love Unbreakable. I think it's um, one of, if not Willis's best performances. He's like so good in it. Um, the score is one of my favorite mo- like film scores of all time. Like it, the the themes and stuff are absolutely beautiful. Um, it is such a cool spin on the superhero story, and more than that, it's such a cool way to celebrate what to both celebrate and also like uh, warn people about what this idol ship can lead to. It's celebrating the beauty of the idea of the superhero mm-hmm. and the idea of what somebody can be. Um, and you see that in Willis's character. But it's also a bit of a warning against like what that hero worship can do to somebody. Right. Um, and I have a like I'm not gonna pretend to know what it's like to live with with um Sam Jackson's illness, and I, I don't remember the name of it, and I apologize. I've always heard it referred to as brittle, brittle bone. I think. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's okay or PC, and I apologize if it's not. But that's why I've. But as a hemophiliac, so a hemophiliac, I like I, I can tell you that like my I legitimately my love of comic books and superheroes started in a hospital bed. And, like, that pretty much is what happens to that character. It's like, I immediately connected with, like, like for me, I was emotionally invested because I felt like I could relate to the Glass character in the movie. And then you see, you find out that he is the villain and you go, oh, no. Like, but that that blew me away even more because I was, because I still felt sympathy for him. And I understood him. But I hated him too because he was just an awful person. So it just—I don't know. Like I—it's th- funny. I talk about a breakdown. I get a little bit emotional. Like I get a little bit like because it's just a special movie to me. Like it's not even in my top ten of all time, but it's just like, yeah, it's one of those movies that just for whatever reason it hits all all the notes for me. So it's unbreakable. <laughs> Split's I, great, but yeah, I have unbreakable too. And I'm yeah. gonna my reasoning is so Split is like you mentioned. Split has some good performances, but it's dominated by McAvoy. Um, and he, he carries the movie and he does a fantastic job. And it's also, I think it's I think it's one of his my favorite movies of his because it's a little bit peppier, too, than a lot of his stuff. Like, it doesn't... I, like, I put it earlier, it's not as patient as some of his other movies. There's a... It sounds... There's a hipness to, his, to yeah. that movie. There's, like, a little... Like, it feels like a younger director. Right. Does that make sense? No, for sure. And I think some of that, because he he'd started working with Blumhouse at the time, I think some of that comes with that. I think some of it, he needs to be kind of reined in at times and work within the confines of something like a Blumhouse is probably a good fit for him because it is mid-budget stuff, smaller to mid-budget stuff, and that yeah. kind of it kind of focuses him, I think, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but they the so the ending of Split works, and that twist when you see Bruce Willis again. Oh is incredible it's but really it, sweet but it wouldn't work 
if Unbreakable wasn't so amazing. <laughs> so I'm going to Unbreakable move it on to. Yeah. And I think we both have Unbreakable versus Signs. Versus Signs, yes. Right. Um, and I think I know where you're going. It's Unbreakable for me, yeah. but I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Unbreakable some more. You guys just heard what I had to say about it. I, I just I think it's a perfect movie. I think it's... Uh, if you've never seen it, please see it. It's not a horror film. It's got some horror elements to it. There's some freaky stuff in Unbreakable, but um, particularly the the character that Bruce Willis is, is kind of hunting slash trying to find the one that's killing families and stuff. Yeah. And that There's is a some, great scene. It's when he, their fight him. scene is like that is. Yeah. The music is like swelling. Like, yeah. That scene's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> it's pouring rain. The whole thing rules. Yeah. Um, when he goes, gets thrown out the window and he, he go, falls in the pool or whatever and he gets up and comes back in the house and f- like fucks that dude up. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> I'm swearing a lot on this episode. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, we both are. I got the Mountain Dew Pitch Black running through that's, me right yeah, now. Yeah, mine is my banquets. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. But, no, yeah, it's uh, Unbreakable for me. Yep. Yeah, so yep. I've got Unbreakable as well, and I'm going to talk a little bit about... So, here's my journey with Unbreakable. Yeah, you have a different bit of a different one, right? So, put yourself back to when that movie came out, because it came out... 2002? 2000. 2000, I want to wow. say it was either... Before or after that first X-Men? I think maybe like a month or two after that first X-Men. It was certainly before the superhero movie started to have a bit of an upswing. It was right before then. So we were were kind of... (laughs) This is going to sound odd to maybe some Gen Z listeners of ours, but we were very (laughs) starved. Um, yeah, we were. Back in the day. Because we had Blade, but before that we had like the Batman, like Batman and Robin and like Spawn. Yeah, stuff the superhero like stuff. If you look at the timeline, like if you if if you weren't around at this point in time, we're not shaming you for that. You didn't exist. But like, go back and look at like a list of superhero movies and like see where we were at, and you can go, "Wow, this is." Like we would get excited rough. when like Kevin Smith movies like Mallrats would mention like comic books. And yeah. it's just like yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Superman yeah. would blow a hole in the world's light. It was rough. Yeah. yeah, so we would get excited by stuff like that. But also in the comics, like this was around the time. I would have found out in like sorry, 80s and 90s there was a, a a lot of a lot of interesting indie comics even a lot of interesting superhero comics mm-hmm. that took superheroes seriously you've got stuff grounded like the dark, them. Uh, yeah grounded them I, I you've got stuff like word, the uh, but... well like the dark knight returns stuff like that is yes. what I'm kind of referring to there yeah um so you had stuff that took it seriously and for superhero movie fans it was tough because Batman and Robin did not take Batman seriously no it was very much a return to the the Adam West. Adam West stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. And it felt like it felt like the genre, the subgenre, whatever you want to call it, that we loved, was not being respected by Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then you get this movie that honestly, I don't recall it making a ton of money, but you get this movie. Um, like I remember, I sat down and watched this with my dad, and he's like, "That was like that was really good, like a good superhero movie." My dad was not a big superhero guy, but I sat down and watched it, and like I was so excited that something like this could be. That could take the idea of a superhero, ground it, but also like respect it, and like you mentioned, respect the idea and what works about superheroes and what's great about them, and also tell yeah, tell an origin story of a villain at the same time that is yeah. what we love, what comic book superhero fans love about a lot of the villains, like a Magneto. All the great villains should yes. have some element of sympathy, and honestly, you, that yeah. first X Men does it too. Uh, it does, like, yes. Yeah. And yes, honestly, yes. the first X Men takes takes the idea of the X-Men very seriously. And the first Blade, of course. Yes. With, you know, Deacon Frost. Yes. <laughs> very sympathetic. <laughs> but, yeah, Deacon, De- yes, he is. He has to put sunscreen on. 
It's sad. I hate putting sunscreen. It's the worst. It's gross. <laughs> so anyway, but like I remember watching it and just being so happy and like so excited, and it got me. It got me like excited about comics and back into comics and back into superhero around the time. And then that first Spider-Man movie came out like the next year, and I was just fully back. Out. Oh, it blew the for the rest of yeah. my life. Like since then, like I've just yeah, yeah. I've given up. <laughs> but um, this is part of me now. Yeah. But then all of a sudden we get into the big superhero boom of. Like the 2000, like you get stuff like the Dark Knight and Spider-Man 2 and then into the MCU stuff and you start getting everything you ever wanted as a superhero fan and you think it's great. And then I went back, I remember around that time, like I think probably when the first Avengers came out, I went back and watched Unbreakable and I remember thinking like this is kind of boring. Mm. Uh, I remember being kind of like bored by it and maybe it was because I knew the beats and I knew everything went down and I'm like this is kind of dull it's kind of a dour movie it is it is and around that time I was like really into stuff like Avengers and all the fun MCU stuff that we were getting at the time that was like what I had always wanted to see on screen like now we were finally getting the big team up movies now we were getting yeah a celebration of superheroes yeah and that's what that, that first Avengers movie if nothing else if you like it or you don't like it it's a celebration of what those comic books are Yes, it's like colorful costumes and just bombastic and just it like, was. Yeah, it it was feels like a comic book come to life. The big event team movie that I always wanted always to see wanted. Yep. on screen. Yep. So then I, I remember thinking like, uh, yeah, Brave was gonna work. What a drag! And then I think it was a couple years ago when Glass or what, like right after Split, I revisited it again, and now we are into the current, getting closer to the current superhero movies, where we've had so many of them. And you do feel kind of exhausted at times, and then you have stuff like uh, what was the uh, Portals one, the Endgame one, which I quite liked. But like, you're now you're getting now I've gotten everything I've ever wanted, and like way more than I ever wanted. Now, now, ways, now I'm getting now I'm like, hey, yeah. it's like in some ways it is like the '90s in comics. And I'm like, hey, what did, does this thing even exist? I didn't even know this thing was a thing. Like, we're getting that now, and I read like and revisited Unbreakable. I'm like, holy crap, this is refreshing. Yeah. Like, man, this is. Like maybe this is what I've like always wanted, yeah. but I remember and I was blown away. And honestly, the thing that really—it's the stuff with Glass. It's the stuff with his mom. Um, oh my God, it's, his yeah. his mom is so good at this and uh, unbreakable. And honestly, uh, Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis—we've uh, and we've given them uh, like I've given them some guff at times too on this podcast, and I know a lot of they would probably agree. <laughs> you can tell when they're when they have been in it for the money. Um, but man, when those two guys are on and they are motivated and they have work with the director who they respect and who can work with them, they are seriously like two of my favorite actors. They're I think unbelievable. They're, they're magnetic. Like Sam Jackson, when he's in certain movies, is just incredible. And I think this is honestly one of his best performances. I think he's, I think he's flat out incredible in this too. And I think Willis is really, really good. He's right up there with him. It's two great performances. Yeah, I think I think that both I think you're right. Both performances in this film are in their certainly in in consideration for their top like all time. Yeah. Um and uh I think this I think you might I think this might be Jackson my favorite Jackson performance. Cuz it's not I love there's a lot of great Sam Jackson performances out there. A lot of this Tarantino stuff I think about right Every away. Tarantino, yeah. But is Tarantino stuff it's phenomenal, but it's also it's over the top and 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 it's very Tarantino mm-hmm. and very elevated. Like, what's your favorite Sam Jackson Tarantino performance? Uh Janko. I that's the one that pops up. So too. good in Janko, but he's insane. Like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, he's a cartoon basically. 
Um, but that, it, but that's for with good reason, right? Um, but God, it, in in Unbreakable and in Glass, uh, to be fair, he's like he's good in Glass too. I I don't yeah wanna, yeah he's so good. He's not an issue with, in Glass. No, no, actually, uh, not, none of the performances in no, Glass no, no, are no, an yep. issue. Yeah, including Willis. I, I think he just. Very good work in that as well. But. We've talked about Willis as like when he's around, a, uh, he's got to be around, especially in his later career. You could tell he wanted to work, he wants to work with guys like directors he respects. Absolutely. Yep. Or absolutely. who have a strong voice and can, yep. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, yeah, it's unbreakable. I did not think that we were going to wind up on the same movie. We ended up having pretty much the same bracket except for the happening. I did not much. think that was going to be the case, but <laughs> I'm happy. I mean, I, you know, I think it's uh, it's a deserving film. Yeah, Unbreakable sure. and Signs, I think, are my two favorite of his. Mine too. Yeah, yep. yep. mine too. And then I think Split would be right behind Signs for me. Yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> I might put The Happening, but that's all depends on. The Happening is in its own uh, its own M Night tier. <laughs> I have a tier system. <laughs> yes, uh, some people say they've shed many tears indeed. watching, <laughs> watching indeed. M Night Shyamalan movies. Indeed, that was fun. Good. Uh, all right, so let's save the. Um, we're gonna do. So here's the plan. I think. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna record a tiny terror right about now. Mm. You can check that out on our Patreon, Patreon.com/backslash/MidwestPodNet, or if you just want to kick us a couple bucks, uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, yeah. We always appreciate the support. We appreciate the support of just listening. Um, so thank you for that. But we're gonna record that. We're gonna do a little bit of what we've been watching, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about. We're gonna make our final. We're gonna lock in our picks for Scream. Mm. Who the killer is going to be? So our look- final pick. So yes, we're gonna we're gonna knock it out. We're gonna we're we're gonna make sure that before, well before the movie comes out. Yep. Just in case, like who knows, we could bump into a spoiler between now and movie release because they're they're they're, they're out, out there. there. Yep. Yeah. Be aware. Uh, by the way, yeah. if you don't want to be like, I don't know anything about it at uh, Scouts Honor. I know nothing about whatever was. All I know is there's like legitimate footage of the movie out there. With a watermark on it that got released. Okay, it sucks for the people that worked I, on the movie. Like, what a y- bummer. Yeah, and I saw. God, doesn't this harken back to Scream? Like the old Screams, like the internet. With it the feels old about screams, right. Like the fake scripts and but, everything. Um, yeah, if you're smart, or if you're not, if you're not if you're smart, if you're avoiding spoilers, I would like mute. I don't know. I don't even know how to do it. I just don't go on Twitter for now. Yeah. From now until release. Yeah. But like, apparently, you can like mute topics and stuff. So. Yeah. Figure that out. Do, do that. It. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna that'll be out. On our Patreon, uh, it will be out right now if you're listening to this yeah. um, this uh, right away. But also, it'll be on our free feed next week. And then we're gonna, I think, gonna take a week off, prepare ourselves. Yes, you could go back and listen to our Scream retrospective and yes, our Scream Tim five. cut together a really cool, yeah, like a master, master, yeah, five, master cast. Yeah. <laughs> um. So check that out. I may even repost that in the feed that week. Yeah, good when call. We're off. Yeah. Um. And then we're going to. The plan is to hopefully watch scream and then record on it right after um yeah we're, we'll have an episode out shortly after we see it it'd be cool to do it we're thinking probably the day after if we can do it you know yep. or, or a day or two after so it's fresh in our minds and you can get our our um our thoughts all yeah. of our thoughts yeah and then yeah i think we're gonna just a heads up we are probably gonna take a little bit of a break because i will be tim's uh, gonna be a daddy i will be very busy um but I don't have an idea of how long it will be, so just be on the lookout. But we will we will keep everybody updated. But I think we're going to be building to Scream Six as the kind of like the big blow off the before pa- the break. The yeah, paternity and, leave spectacular. And if we can figure out a way to make it work, we might be able to have Nikki and I record some shorter stuff. Oh in, yeah, for in, sure. In, in while you're gone, 
for sure. Just so we can keep some content coming out. Uh, we'll talk about you and I will talk about that offline I and, and figure forgot out. Forgot she mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might even it might even be a situation of her and I record it, and I bring the SD card to you and. <laughs> Hey, see what Alex is up to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I could always bring it to the founder, well, or just, you could just teach me how to do it. I'll talk because maybe you could re- record. You could just record and do like topics and then break it up. And yeah, no, we'll figure it out. You, you, yeah, you'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll Willie and I will probably take a break for a little yep. bit and then. Um, but so just be on the lookout. But we'll be back in a couple weeks. Yep. So all right, everybody, stay safe out there. Yep.